performers happiness in the arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage we bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity authenticity love and of course humor all guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers and while we do it ah we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis penis hello I Hello. am Jenna Cantor, and I am with the Farts Podcast, Performers Happiness oh in God. the Arts Podcast. Woo woo! And say, and we're doing a double podcast. Saycon, what is your podcast? My podcast is called Saycon Talks, and I'm an actress, a singer. It's a lifestyle podcast. It's the musings of a not very famous but very exciting actress here in New York. Oh, are you kidding? You're so famous in my eyes. Okay. <laughs> I have to tell everyone. And I always how... have my, my cup of tea, you guys. I love it. I love it. You guys, you have no idea. So my friend told me a bit ago, she said, you need to start following Saycon. And so I did. And I was like, oh, I'm obsessed. And, and you do so much Broadway award nominations. You're on a TV show. TV shows, plural. It's plural. Uh, <laughs> so you're very humble. I was blown away and talking to some mentors of mine when I told them that I got you to not only contact me back via Instagram, but she gave me her phone number to call her. And I of acted course. very calm. I acted calm, though I was leaping. I was Oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> so sweet. You know, I was the topic. I was already kind of uh, thinking about that topic. And I, I was looking at the hashtag and I found you through the hashtag. I liked some something that you posted in the vein of about typecasting or about I don't, acting or something. I don't know. I was like, oh, I like that. And I guess the, I guess also that same day, so you reached out. So I appreciate it. I'm really glad you reached out. Yeah, this is perfect. So for those who do not know what we're discussing or haven't read it above, we're going to be talking about audition rejection. And this Ooh. is such a cool topic. I know, exactly. Yes. Mm. And especially coming from you, because honestly, I just see the outside, the above the water phase of all your success and Instagram and, and, and Facebook and, and TV. And I don't know about the underground struggles that you've had, yeah. which we all experience. Well, that's so. what they say. Social media is just your highlight reel. Nobody oh, yeah. posts the, oh my God, this terrible stuff happened today. Nobody posts that stuff. Well, people do post it, but you know, majority of us, we post the good stuff. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. I was wondering what kind of rejection has really led you to really want to speak out about it initially on Instagram? Well, for me, um, one thing I was noticing was talking amongst my friends who are actors, performers, singers, songwriters, you know, people focused on just performing arts, period. I noticed sometimes there can be a sort of self-defeating attitude that happens immediately um before you even have a chance to audition for something you're already thinking like what if i don't get it what if it doesn't come through and Guilty. i was just like yeah you know what i mean i was just like man like i i wanted to share a little bit of what keeps me positive in the midst of so much rejection because 90 percent of the stuff i audition for i don't get like people see me post the stuff that i get but I audition all the time and don't get the role all the time. Like, like I remember that one. I remember that one. Oh yeah. yeah rejection. Rejection. It, and then I watch it on TV and I'm like, 
I know the lines and everything because you know what I mean. Like I, every pilot that comes out, I'm like, oh, I read that script. I remember, you know, and people and your friends, everybody's watching TV. They're like, oh, did you see that new show? And you're like, I auditioned for it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I I know that story. I know that story. So yeah, I just wanted to to speak on how to sort of maintain yourself and keep um, a positive attitude, but not a fake positive attitude. Like a real, like to really understand how you can keep a positive attitude just based off of numbers, based off of how, how things work so that you don't take everything so personally. We take, we take things so personally as artists, you know, it's hard. We're sensitive, you know, I would love for you to go into more details on differentiating between a fake positive attitude and a real positive attitude, because I think there's some meat and potatoes there. We don't want to miss for sure. You know, one thing I'll say, I, now, don't get me wrong. A lot of times I will say fake it till you make it. Because sometimes you can, you can trick your body into feeling a certain way. You can definitely yeah. trick, trick yourself into feeling something. Um, but I, I just mean like really finding the place in you that is okay whether you get this role or not. Finding that place. There's a place sometimes where we're saying to ourselves, oh, I don't care. I don't care. But really, we really, really care, you know. Um, there are always going to be those projects that you're like, oh, my God, I got to be in this part. I got to be a part of this. I'm perfect for this. I want it so bad. And then there are parts that you're like, I really like this. And then there are parts that you're like, I don't know if I'm right for this or not, but my ego says I better book it. You know what I right, mean? Like, right, right, There's right. so many different, as far as like performing and auditioning, there's so many different versions of things that come along and come around. Um, so I just, I just mean like, if you like really find the place in you that knows that this is just one audition, like there are so many other auditions. That's the thing. If if you only want to go in for one audition one time, then don't bother. You know, I'll say the first show that I got my equity card on was a national tour of rent 120 years ago. Yes. <laughs> You guys, by the way, it's her birthday, 120th birthday today. 120th birthday. Wish her a happy birthday down below. (laughs) Um, My birthday, well, my birthday is coming actually later on this month. But no, my first show I got my equity, my equity card on was a national tour of Rent. And I auditioned for Rent like seven times over the course of like a year and a half. Like every time I go in, they'd be like, thank you. And I'd leave. Did you get Did you get through the famous call, long callback process that they did, or was it only until the seventh time? The seventh time, the sixth time was the time that actually they said, "Hey, we want you to fly to New York. We want to see you again." The other times I auditioned, they were like open call. They had this open call. They, I used to live in Atlanta. I grew up in Atlanta, so they had mm. this big open call. I went to the open call. One of my good friends told me about it. We all bunch of us we all were going down there to audition, and. Um, I got a call back that day and then didn't hear back again for a few months. A few months later, they said, hey, we're back in Atlanta again. We'd love to see you again. I went in again. And I will never forget, my mother told me to always um, show up looking good, being positive. Just always show up and do well. Don't come in with an attitude like, what did you not see the last time? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, like there's, there's a lot of things working at hand it's not just about whether you were good enough it's like they may have a person who needs to play opposite you 
whose contract is ending at a certain time and the person who's playing the part that you're playing, they like, there's so many different factors. There's height, there's um, contract links. There's all kinds of factors that weigh in that sort of, you know, feed whether or not you, the people might love you, but then uh, on some, I'm talking about another show, not rent, but on some show the people might love you, but then, one of the producers would be like, yeah, but I want my granddaughter to play that part. And then now you're like, I don't look like your granddaughter. You're like, I don't care. My granddaughter's playing that part. And now you got pushed out of a part because somebody's granddaughter is playing the part now. You know what I mean? Like, I always say there's a lot of ways to get invited to the party. Sometimes you're throwing the party. Sometimes you snuck into the party. Sometimes you got a personal invite to the party. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot yeah, of ways yeah. that people. So you're going in the room with people who got invited to the party a lot of different ways, you know. So all your talent and hard work might get pushed out the window if, if some nepotism is flowing that day. You know what I mean? And you have to just let it go. There's more things. There's more shows. There's more opportunities. Yes, let it go. And and I would like to give a shout let out to go. the Frozen musical Disney. Yes, definitely. This is sponsored by Frozen. And yes. on her birthday, 120th birthday. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Saycon. I want to pause and say hi to people that have been popping on here. Hi. Uh, Nate Sawyer popped on. You're, I don't know if you're going to see this. Nate Sawyer popped on. He said he loves the, the, loves the idea of a real positive attitude versus a fake one we have nate we have john de bono sam strong oh he's great he works with performers with their finances great human being chris swan yes. Lindsay skews travis kendrick all right i'm losing count okay there's a lot of great people on here shout out to everybody and shout out to any of the people who are who came from my page to come and check it out as well because i i tried to post it i hope they saw it i hope they i don't know we working with this technology, you know. So shout out to everybody. Science and technology. I feel like that was something from the eighties. I'm not really sure. Girl, I don't know. I, I I'm so terrible at musicals. I only know musicals that I've been in. I'm terrible. I'm like hey. for me to be a musical theater person, like yeah, but you have been in great things. Okay. So I think I was really born at the right time because the type of voice that I have, I feel like it's just, it's like a pop R&B voice. It's not necessarily musical theater voice, but. Well, there are, there are some things definitely changing a lot more. Did you, if, if anybody has seen this. I mean, Rent seen... was one of those things. Like oh, being yeah. a part of that vocally was something that is sat in my, in my vocal tone that I was able to get, which is why I believed in myself enough to keep auditioning and face the rejection up until the very last audition in New York, sleeping on my friend's couch, finally found out I got the part everything nice. everything lined up it doesn't line up perfectly immediately every time well I mean think about for there's this there's this new viral video today and it, it may you know sway sway away over time but right now at the Paramount the Paramount Theater in LA they are doing Little Shop of Horrors and they were yes. doing Suddenly Seymour and think about the girl who was playing the uh, the girl who was singing suddenly Seymour in that how many rejections she went through oh wow wait wait her whole life so this this was on the late somebody sent me this the late late show and you guys if you have are listening and you have not seen this video it was on the late wait is this the one with MJ yes yes I love MJ yeah but think about how many think about how long rejections and and you're talking about time now it's her now it's her time and I I watched that several times right here 
Yeah. Yeah. My friend Charles, shout out to Charles Browning. My friend Charles sent it to me earlier today, but I was, uh, I wasn't able to watch it then. So I'm going, I'm going to watch it later. Shout out. Oh yeah. Oh, make sure you have the Kleenex as you watch it. It's so moving, but definitely a lot of rejections and talk about perseverance there Absolutely. for, for, for MJ for sure. All right. So for you, after you did your whole experience with doing the tour, for rent. Tour, yeah. Was I it mean, just you get your next gig just like that? Or no, I you... was I was let go. My <laughs> my contract. <laughs> there's more rejection. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I did a one I did a one year contract, and at the end of the contract, I was tired. I was burned out. I was tired. I was fried. My voice, my knees. I was just, I wanted to go home so bad, but it was the first time I'd ever made that kind of paycheck ever in my life. And I was like, if they, if they offer me another contract, I'm going to do it. And then they were like, we're going to be going in another direction. (gasps) And I was like, y'all, y'all don't want me to blame me no more. And they were like, we're going to, we think you're so wonderful. I was like, "Mm." I put my face back on. And then I went Uh, home and I was like, Woo, thank you, God. I was so tired and so ready to go home. That was another example of rejection that was needed. Yeah. Like sometimes you need people to, to cut it off because otherwise you'll stay in a situation that's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I came home. I came home. I went home to Atlanta. I rested. I, uh, I worked on paying off my student loans. Like I, I, I tried to focus on organizing my life and got my first apartment because I had been in college before. And, um, and then I was auditioning again and auditioned again. Later, I, I went in for the show Aida and, um, maybe like four, three or four auditions for that one. Um, you know, I will say I learned something new every single time. I learned how to do my makeup better. I learned how to dress a little better. I learned how to organize my sheet music better, you know, like different little things. Like if you see the, the pianist like trying to bend your thing, like I learned, oh, it's not good to have a crisp new book to like bend your book, break your book up or, or print your sheets and put them in a flat layout, you know, with the plastic or put them on the iPad. Some, some people like iPads, some people don't. Like I learned how to streamline my audition process. So every time I got rejected, I would kind of go back and review like, oh, what did I do wrong? Or like, you know, like, cause the thing is you living in New York, you riding the subway, you going through everybody. So we talk about social media, everybody online just sees you like, ah, ah, right. They think everything's like, <laughs> but they don't know. Like I got caught in a rainstorm today after I left, I had a meeting at two 30, got caught in a rainstorm. I'm just hovering under this thing with this lady. We're both like, then all the bunch of people like they see where we're hiding and they all crashing. Now, if you go in, you get to an audition, you're soggy wet, you're dripping. You can't go in there like, oh, I just had the worst afternoon because guess what? They don't care. Yeah. They do not care. So you walk in, you literally have to, you're just going in there for the 10 minutes that they need to see you act or see you sing or see you dance or whatever it is that you're presenting. You have to go in there. Hi, everybody. Act like, oh, got caught in the rain, but look at how conditioned my curls are. Right, you're, right. You're, you're ready to hit it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's another uh, version of, like, I say a good fake. I wouldn't call that faking. You just have to, like, hold it together for the 15 minutes it takes to do your song, do your part, do your dance, whatever. You know, you can't necessarily take all of the stuff that you have with you, all your life stuff. You can't take it in the room. 
You cannot take it in the room. They ask you, how you doing? And you're really like, I literally just got rained on. And I think every book in my bag is ruined or whatever. Like, you say, oh, I'm fine. Oh, got caught in the rain. But it's all good. You ready? You want to sing first or act first? Like, you just. Right, right, you, right. You, you breeze over that stuff. And then when you get out of the room, you call your best friend. And you're like, girl, I got caught in the rain. Oh, my God. Like, you <laughs> save all that yeah, for yeah, your yeah. friends. Don't give that to the, the casting director because they don't care. They don't want to hear it. They're stuck in that room all day. They're stuck yeah. in a room. You're like talking about, oh, I was leaving Chipotle. And they're like, Chipotle? They're ready for lunch. They sitting stuck <laughs> in the room all day. And you're talking about, I got caught in the rain. But they're thinking about, man, you had a burrito? I'm hungry. You know what I mean? There's always a, a brighter side. So That's true. That's that's so, so true. Mm-hmm. For, for your journey to getting your first Broadway show, do you yeah. think your journey was easier than others or do you think it was the same or do you think it was harder and why? You know, I think everybody's journey is different. Um, Cause I did two tours before I actually performed on Broadway. When I did rent, I learned the show on Broadway and then they promptly shipped me out to the tour. So I rehearsed there, but I didn't, by the time I actually was on Broadway I had done two tours um I went to a performing arts high school I was a part of the Freddie Hendricks Youth Ensemble of Atlanta so I was constantly performing as a kid and um at the time when I was a kid uh Kenny Leon who's over True Colors Theater now he well he runs he he started True Colors Theater he was the artistic director of the Alliance Theater at the time and so you know, Atlanta had a really, it has a really healthy um, theater scene. And so I was always sort of chomping my teeth, you know, at that. I was doing Spanish and theater when I was in school. And um, I don't know, everybody's story is different. You know, I, I know one thing is that I decided to believe in myself and believe and understand who I am and what I bring to the table. Um, even when I, I love telling the Mimi story because when I went in as Mimi, I was not the stereotypical Mimi. They would normally cast really petite girls, um, girls who had more of, um, uh, a multiracial look. And I was coming in, you know, I'm African. My dad's African. My mom's African-American. I came in with a different look. I'm a little heavier than some of those girls were. And so I think um, I just didn't know any better. I didn't think, oh, my God, I'm not skinny or, oh, my God. I just walked in being the best that I could be, which is why I tell my mango, my mango method story. I just, I'm a mango. I'm a mango every day. And some days they might be looking for a banana. Some days they might be looking for a cherry. Some days they might be looking for an orange. I'm going to come in every day and be the flyest mango I can be. So that's yeah. what I try to do. I just bring myself to the table. So I, I think don't it's- know. Everybody's story is different. That's true. I think it's interesting, too, that part of your rejection is also you got the gig, but then for the lack of continuation of it was a way of rejection. I actually know someone who was on Broadway two times and both times she got the message returned back from her that they and she she got to perform on Broadway. OK, she gets mm-hmm. it. She goes she gets feedback after her contracts and contract ends that they were disappointed on what her performance actually was. She was not what she was in the audition room. I'm just, I'm like, kiss my behind. Oh, she's doing fine. Now. She's on television, yeah. but, but, of but <laughs> and kicking her. butt. She, it was something else for her to do out there, you know? Yeah, But I mean, imagine that you're thinking, oh my, and then that's the feedback you get from the behind the scenes people 
yeah. on your performance. One time Oof. I went in for I went in for a music video one time and I left my I left something in the room. This was years ago. I left something in the room and I came back <laughs> and I saw on a sheet of paper they wrote pretty face, thick thighs or something like that. I was like, oh, they wrote it up. I do have thick thighs. You know, it wasn't right for that video, but it's been right for everything else. Um, you know, uh, shout out Baby Legs. My friend Zaynab, she called me Baby Legs. But, That's cute. Because, um, you know, Baby Legs is just chunky. Juicy yeah, legs. you say squeeze. Yeah, I'm like, everybody love Baby Legs. <laughs> Maybe not that music video. But, like, some of that rejection is really harsh. You know what I mean? Like, people, they're just like, we want tall, skinny girls. That's what we want. You know what I mean? And I'm 5'5", five, five, so I'm not bringing tall to the table. I'm bringing yeah. mango. I'm bringing mango to the table. So if y'all want that. a mango, y'all can get a mango. If y'all don't want, oh, y'all didn't want a mango today? Okay. I try. <laughs> that's the part of me that just lets it go. Like, because there's nothing that's going to make me suddenly have skinny legs or be really tall. Like, that's just not going to happen. So rather than agonizing about, oh, my God, my, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know I will say I'm not a clinical psychologist, so I'll say I know that's easier said than done. But for me, I literally have just chosen to accept who I am. You know, I did this movie a few years back called Funny Valentines. I played the young version of Loretta Devine. And Loretta Devine, she played this woman who had been attacked in her youth. So I was the girl experiencing the attack. And then as an adult, she's dealing with this and avoiding this man in her town and all this stuff. And I have watched Loretta Devine's career. She started on Broadway. She's one of the original Dream Girls. Um, I have her. I have a big old Dream Girls poster in my kitchen right now as we speak. Mm. And I've watched her career, and she's always been a full-figured woman, beautiful, um, with this sort of light, kind of bubbly voice, you know, that whole thing. And she has been on every show of every decade, every movie. Like, she just keeps working. Like, everything... All the types of people that exist in the world have to be presented in film. So, so for all the, the perfect, skinny, perfect people, they're going to be shorter, thicker people. They're going to be taller, gruffer people. There's going to be different types that are needed. And so I know that when you need this type, I'm going to come in and do the best that I can. But I'm not going to try to squeeze myself into a type that I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so I definitely get seeing that. Seeing Loretta just embrace that, like she's just she just stays working. She's always working. She was just like on Wendy Williams show like two weeks ago or something. Just I love it. Well, she's so she's just she's beautiful. Beautiful, super <laughs> she's talented. So beautiful. <laughs> yes. Beautiful, super yeah. talented. Like everything is not, you know, you know, everything is not about being like, you know, the quote the perfect look. It's just being the perfect you, the perfect individual. You know? Yeah, that's a great point. That's a really good thing for you to connect with when you're just feeling like crap. I want to mm -hmm. now rewind even to the beginning of this conversation and, oh, yeah. and, and really attacking the whole idea of you rejecting yourself before you even go into the room. Yeah, that is a. I get I, I'm so guilty of this. I get in my head and it's like I want to beat them to the punch as a way to protect yeah. or something yeah i was talking to one of my really good friends about that a friend who's actually on broadway right now on broadway right now and was like had an opportunity to audition for a show and she was like you know i've been singing this one way for a long time so my voice is not ready to sing that way but they want me to do it for this audition but whatever that thing is it's not happening for a couple of months right but the audition is tomorrow and she was like, my voice is not right, my voice, my voice. And I was telling her, 
you know your voice is so extraordinary that like your 50% version of your voice is better than most people's 200%. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you can't beat yourself up because you're not doing like Mariah Carey whistle tones this week. Like they don't need that on this. Like you're, you know what I'm saying? Like I was explaining to her, like in order for me to manage and deal with all the appointments that come through as they come through, when they come through and deal with the dry spells when it's dry, I let myself remember that this appointment met me on this day at this time. And this is what I'm working with. You know what I mean? If they're like, they're looking for whatever they're looking for. I'm a little 10 pounds overweight right now or whatever. This, this is what I'm working with. So I'm going to not pass up that opportunity because I'm thinking this isn't, you know what I mean? I'm not going to pass up the opportunity. So I was like, I was like, wait, so you're going to pass on that audition because you feel like your voice isn't where it needs to be right now. I was like, yeah, don't pass it up. Go ahead and go in. I said, even like a half-assed version of your voice is better than than not doing it at all. Take the chance. You get the part, you have three months before they even doing the thing to get your voice ready to do the full thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So you have to kind of keep that in mind. You know, I, I try not to do the casting in my head. Whenever I've done that, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't necessarily bode well for me. You know, when you start thinking like, because sometimes I will say sometimes I'm getting ready to audition for something and I immediately am like, I have a friend who could do this. You know, I, I'm always casting in my head that way. Like my friend would be great at this, but I'm like, but I'm gonna give it my shot first. Like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't not take away out. my shot. <laughs> right. Oh my God. I just saw Hamilton again um, a couple of weeks ago. Me and my sister-in-law went um, with uh, Nick, Nick Chris. Nick Chris was um, playing uh, George Washington. Killed it. Uh, I'm going to be seeing it for the first time in forever on Sunday. Yeah. I'm very excited. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah, yeah. It is so good. I I've can't seen it wait. Like three times. I'm going to try to bop to the beat like I'm cool. Girl, I see like, it. Yo, three yo, yo. I've gone standing room. I've gone, I've had seats. I saw it in Chicago when Wayne Brady was in it. Oh. I love it. I love it. That's another example. How about this? Let's use that example. Every time I've seen that show, they've had a different type of Hamilton, right? Mm. They've had a different type of Hamilton. And then I look, I Google on the tour, they got different types of Hamilton. And like, you just never know if you might be the one to change their mind. You know, when I, the week that I had my audition for um, Wicked, again, about 75 years ago. Right, I, right. <laughs> Yes, but today's her 120th birthday, but yes. <laughs> when I when I was auditioning for Wicked, I remember that week I had a bunch of other auditions that my agent wanted me to, they were like, it was a, one of those, another time that I was going to fly to New York, because I was living in Georgia at the time, and I was like, they wanted me to look at this, look at that, look at that. I said, you know what, I have to learn four songs for this wicked thing. I think I should focus on that. And at the time, I think they were kind of thinking I should focus on these other thing because it was more stereotypically urban. I was like, eh. I said, no, this wicked thing, it sits in my voice. I think I should focus on that. Yeah. And I <laughs> literally, I pushed away an audition. I cut an audition. Like I stopped. I was like, either I'm going to learn all four of these wicked songs and kill it, or I'm going to be frazzled and only know like two of these songs and two of these songs. That mm -hmm. other show... I can't remember what it was called. It it didn't even happen. And Wicked, I ended up getting cast. I ended up getting hired as a standby. And they went and they did a new makeup test to figure out how they could do it with my brown skin. And, and it worked out. 
But rather than like count myself out, like, oh, why would they ever, they would not waste their time to look if they didn't think you could be considered for the part. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're not I wasting their time. They, they, they want you to be the part. They don't feel like auditioning all these people. They want you to, every person that comes in the room, they want you to get it. Can you please get it? Cause I got, I'm, I want a burrito. They want a burrito. <laughs> they want a burrito and you're the they mango and you've got to embrace yourself being the mango. Yes. They ready it's to all eat. about they food. Ready. Yes. It's all about food. It's all about food. It is about food, honey. And tea, you guys. I'm drinking some nice tension tamer today. It's delicious. I love that tension tamer. That's perfect for audition mm -hmm. rejection as mm -hmm. a whole. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. I remember being in an audition, I guess, 53 years ago, if I was going to be exact. <laughs> 53 years ago for Wicked, but it was for the dance ensemble and mm -hmm. I remember being in the room doing this dance thing that they do and the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. time I was thinking very loudly in my head I don't want to be here I never want to be ensemble in this show I don't want to be here I'm truly not interested and so when I why was did you up, go in well because it was wicked and so so oh. I was so when I was cut, I was grateful because I thought, because I, I only want to be Alphaba if I ever do that. I and see. My, my dream but is very the, specific. They had Alphaba play... cover in the ensemble. But I, I don't want to. Uh, no. You and so start there, I, gotcha. I didn't. I didn't want to. And so I just it was something in my gut. I was just no. But I do want to be Alphaba. I want to be Alphaba in a community theater that's only on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays for oh, three weekends. Oh, you don't want to be Alphaba eight times a week? <laughs> nope. No way. Girl, don't nobody want to be Alphaba eight times a week. Ooh. I'm good. I want a social life. I want to pet Ooh. my cats and be able to have conversation with my cats. That's the thing with Broadway. You're talking about rejection. You want to know, do you really want, like, when you're thinking you want to book everything, do you really want to sign up for everything? People oh, yeah. find it hard to imagine that I'm not, like, jumping at the bit to be in every single Broadway show that comes out like Broadway it's like you don't have it's time work. to pet, you don't have time to pitch a cat you don't I mean like it's 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 a, it's very time consuming it's a job you miss out on a lot of family celebrations family holidays, things, yeah. weddings yes life it's a big thing and it's every a big single commitment. day you have it weighing over your head although I think Broadway's amazing but it's just absolutely it's a but it's a choice. You, you have it yeah. weighing over your head. Oh, my voice. Ooh, my voice I was just feels like, my nails are so crazy. Yeah, you're like everything you eat, everything you do all throughout yeah. the day, you're thinking about your voice. Like, you're I mean, like a unless, nun. I mean, and it depends. I knew some people. I knew a girl on Aida tour, the M. Neris at the time, the, the girls playing M. Neris. She would go hang out with the crew and drink them under the table and come in the next day and be like, this is a story of my life. Like, I was like, some I people could have, like, are just a, blessed. I could barely have half a beer, and I'm like, eh, eh, eh. like I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's why I just drink my little tea. I just yep. drink my tea. Um, what, what was this flavor? What would you rate this flavor on a scale of one to ten for anybody who's curious? This tea is very nice. It doesn't even need sweetener. Um, and the bag broke when I put it. It was a bag I put it in, but it broke, so I had to pour. I wasn't gonna use a white cup. I had to pour it into a tea strainer to strain the. Uh, the tea out I wish I had it with me because I usually on my podcast before I go into my talk I tell everybody what I'm drinking and I read the ingredients and what it, how good it is for you this is oh. a part of my thing yeah my thing it's talking about other things that I'm interested in not just my performing but um, talking about health and wellness I always drop a little tiny bit of health and wellness in there because 
why not? You know what I mean? Like, I think it helps us to, to keep our lives together by doing something good for yourself every day. So whether it's an Epsom salt bath or a good cup of tea, a nice smoothie. I do smoothies. Mm. I'm working on a, I'm working on a downloadable smoothie um, recipe book. So. <gasps> Ooh, I love yeah. that. There's, there's lots of smoothie recipes online, but they don't come with the stories mine come with. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think having all these things outside of just performing that really helps you out with the audition rejection as well? It helps me. Yeah, it helps me be happy. You know, honestly, um, at this point, like even, you know, I recognize that like I do so many self tape auditions, for example, when I was I was working on the show in the dark. It's a show that I'm that's that I shot last year and, and earlier this year. It's on um, CW Network. And now yep, it's just no went, big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just went to Netflix in uh, July, I think, or August it went to Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So it's on Netflix now, and I'm so excited, right? And while I was there, I'm shooting a show. I'm excited, but you can't relax. You, you still got to audition because you like, you just, you don't know how long this is going to last. You get, you know what I mean? I wasn't a series regular, so every episode is just on a case-by-case -case basis. So I'm up there. I'm still auditioning. If I'm in D.C., I'm still putting audition tape together. No matter where you go, you're still having to remember that you're going to have to, like, you know, pull your big girl draws up and, and get ready for an audition. If if the opportunity comes through, you don't want to pass it up because you can go months without having calls, you know what I mean, or having auditions. So when they do come, you you got to kind of be ready. So you don't want to talk yourself out of it just because of timing, literally because of timing. Like, there might be a day where I'm like, I may have not had an audition. I, I've, I've had like, I haven't, this past almost two weeks, I didn't really have a lot of auditions. Um, and suddenly now I have auditions for tomorrow and Friday. And I was able to relax into versus like being edgy, like why aren't I, well, you know, I decided to focus on my online business, focus on my jewelry stuff. I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing earrings, you guys. Mm -hmm. focus, focus on just focus on my personal businesses, my podcast. I was able to focus on the things that bring me personal joy so that by the time suddenly they're like, we need an audition. We need it now. Then I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Like getting hyped up with it just, just doesn't help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just have to like chill. You have to like, yeah. For me drink, anyway. Drink the Saicon tea. You got to drink at 120 years old. It's her birthday. Wish her happy birthday. As I'm 100 now, and I look, I don't look a day over 30. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just trying to hold it together, honey. Just trying to I love hold it. it together. So yeah. I love it. Well, I'm so happy we got to do this. I actually have something that I like to do on my podcast that I want to do with you. That's just fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... Have you ever seen those videos where it's a hundred questions with say Will Smith and they walk around his big old home and saying like, what's your favorite yes, color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. That's, yeah so the Vogue. that's just what yeah. I'm going to do. They did one with Lupita. My friend Lupita did one, I think. They do 70 questions. They did the Kardashians. They did, oh yeah. my God, they had the cutest dog, um, uh, uh, Tegan, Tigan, Chrissy Tigan. She had the cutest dog. Oh my Please. God. I couldn't even listen to the rest of the questions. By the time she picked up that little schnookle doodle, I was like, dog. Was okay. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So, purple or red? Purple. 
Favorite Disney song? Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they play all day in the sun. Ah, oh, okay. That's my favorite Disney princess. So love that choice. <laughs> New Orleans or Las Vegas? New Orleans all day. Yeah, I went there a couple years ago. It's so fun. New Orleans. New yeah, Orleans. did not show my boobs, but I yeah, I did no, I don't even do. I don't do the the popular streets in New Orleans. I do this. I like to go to the places where the people that live there like to go. You know yeah. what I mean? I was there. Just I was got into the food. I got into the food. Yes, the crawfish, baby, all this stuff they like to do down there. I like the New Orleans, New Orleans accent, baby. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> the men down there, they like, yeah, baby, how you doing there? You want some gumbo? <laughs> <laughs> I love New Orleans. I, I love that. My mom, my mom just got back from there. She's always like, I took, I went down to New Orleans. Like, my where you going? <laughs> New Orleans is the best. I love New Orleans. <laughs> I love that. Yes. All right, Italian or Chinese food? Man. I'm such a, uh, I eat so much like fruits and vegetables now. <sighs> um, Chinese. Italian or Greek men? <laughs> oh, I have never dated either, so I don't know. In your, uh, what you've seen in the movies, because <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, the, uh, was John Travolta supposed? Was he Italian in that movie? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he, cute and yeah. <laughs> I go with John Travolta. <laughs> oh, on that note, what's your favorite John Travolta movie? Um. Oh, uh, uh, the one he did with Samuel Jackson, Tarantino. Uh, they was like Beef Royale. What's that movie? Oh yes, yes. I, Pulp, I, it was Pulp just Fiction. on. T Pulp Fiction, yeah, I was just on TV the other day too. Yeah. What? And was he he's on is, Welcome Back, Carter too? He was a beautiful man. Lord. I don't know. Bangs bouncing. What <laughs> is? <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do in New York? Um, I'm a I'm a homebody, you guys. <laughs> I'm a homebody. What's my favorite thing to do? Oh, but I will beat my face. Do a circle D through a party in a red carpet and come right back home. <laughs> so, so I like to go to, I mean, when I'm fortunate enough to get to go to like a premiere or something, I do enjoy a premiere. I haven't slowly but surely, like I've gone to a couple of premieres that made me feel like really snazzy. So yeah. go to a movie premiere, I would say. Yeah. Love that. Love that. That and, and, um, and going to Dumbo. I love the Dumbo area. It's beautiful down there. It is beautiful. I, I totally was just know that down area. There. Yes, I just posted about it. I was down there with my friend Andrea. What's up, Andrea? <laughs> if you would like to see one change, just one, in musical theater, sooner than later, what would it be? Oh. More yeah. money. Yeah, more money, more money for everybody, more money for the ensemble. And, you know, I was talking with um, <clears throat> one of my castmates in The Secret Life of Bees. I was in a play. I did do it. I've been doing the TV thing, but I did a musical um, this summer. Oh, yeah. I cyber stalked. I saw that. Yep. The Secret, <laughs> the Secret Life of Bees. And um, um, Mano, who is in, he's in, uh, he's in a play right now. He left us to go do a play. 
y'all forgive me. Banga's in the play. Mono's in the play. Anyway, Mono is like really high up in equity and stuff. And we had this girl in the show who's beautiful. She's singing her voice off, Jalen Josie. And I said, there needs to be like, I know like the way that the ensemble on the ensemble contracts are set up. Like if you have a feature, your feature could be like, you know, this extra singing that you do over a song. Like the song, everybody's like, oh, Rio. And you're like, oh, yeah. right. Oh, oh, wait, you- I want to try that. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Nailed it. Hashtag. I'm a mango. Look, if you're like, everybody else is like, oh, real. And you get to, you got this feature. I believe the contract is like $30. It's like an extra $30 a week for you to be like, oh. And you'd be like, ah. You could be singing, screaming your voice off. And you got to drink the same tea that the principal's drinking, right? Meanwhile, somebody else who walks in and says, hello, how are you doing? Gets the same $30 extra. I think there should be a, a different classification for a person whose voice is used throughout a show to sweeten the show. Well, yeah, there's a lot more demand on that person, Waylon. I mean, I think yeah. about my sister, my when she was the Seasons of Love soloist and the the um, she was she was in Rent. That she she didn't originate that role, but she played that role for a long time on Broadway. And like, you're just the one that's wailing. You're just wailing all throughout random songs like every time something's happening they want you to show up and and you're getting the same $30 as the guy who's like hello you know what I mean like I think there should be some kind of special tier if you are the sweetening of the whole show because you could be sweetening the heck out of a show but not even be a principal so that's the change I would make I love it. And I, t- I told Mono that. Mono was like, we're working on things. And I love Mono. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out oh to Mono. Gosh. I'm about to find this video, download it, and send it to him so he can be like, Satan. Okay, and I'm going to go have... see his show. To Kill a Mockingbird. That's what he's in right now. Oh, yay. Yes, yes, Ooh, yes, yes. Yay. I know. He was like, he, he didn't want to leave us. He was like originating this role, Secret Life of Bees. And he was like, y'all, I got a Broadway show. <laughs> we, were like, we were like, bye, go get your check. We weren't even mad because we were off Broadway. We yeah. Like, go, get, go get your check. Go get your check. Get All it. right. And then the very, very last thing that I love to do is your mic drop moment. So this can be on anything with the business or if you feel that you want to inspire people as we near the end of audition season. And they may not have gigs. There's quite a few oh, people. More people man. who don't get gigs than people who do get gigs. I'm going to give you five seconds. Countdown. Going in like you're on the uh, television set. All right. And five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone. I am Sekon Simbla, and I'm here to tell you to believe in yourself. Be the flyest version of you that you can be, whether you have a job or not, whether you have a performing job or not. It's no, it's no shame to a working actor working in some other place while you wait to get that dream job that you want. Believe in yourself. Bing! Brought to you by Saycon's 120th birthday. Woohoo! Oh my god! Oh my god! Thank you so so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Who's Benny Hill? 
I'm really telling on myself. Benny what? Hill, people in the comments, can y'all comment the Benny Hill show? Do y'all remember that show? Benny Thank Hill's you. like this British comedian, and he, he did this show. He used to come on late nights in Atlanta. I used to, it was like a, it's a British show. He's a comedian, and he would do all these different skits, and he would be like, like dirty jokes and Anybody in the comments, if you know who Benny Hill is, shout out. Yeah, yeah let us know. Let us know. Seriously. Funny. The music, they always use that. You know, Benny Hill. I got to check it out. Mostly check just because of that music. I'm definitely yeah. going to use that with the I don't think any of that stuff would do well. In the, in the time of Me Too, I don't think any of that stuff would. I mean, it was like a lot of girls running and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not good. Naked, <laughs> naked, naked, naked. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Seikon, I am just a forever fan. Thank you so much for coming on. You Thank are you. just, you are the shit, if I could say so eloquently. Yes. I will receive that. I will receive that. Yes. And I appreciate you have, letting me have your voice as well. It's gonna, I'm going to put this on Seikon Talks as well. And maybe we can do another version, Seikon Talk style as well. Yes! Yes. Yes! So let's, so let's so let's stay in touch. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. In touch. Yes. <laughs> e.T. E.T. E phone home. Yes. <laughs> let's stay in touch. So nice meeting you. So nice meeting you as well. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>